button. That button has been pushed. Now for the next button. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is getting tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my ineptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 115 of Getting Tabled with your host, The Bruce. Hello, folks. Welcome back to another fortnight. Uh, what's a fortnight? It's two weeks, and it's a better word than what you guys use over there. Weeks. And Every and the, um, the, 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 the two gentlemen here agree with me. Gentlemen? Have you changed uh, your mind, Socks? Don't you like fortnight anymore? <laughs> I think there's only one gentleman, and that might be me, because George is definitely not a gentleman. Speaking of, the other person in this podcast that's hired for their brain, I say hired, none of us get any money for this, Uh, because it's certainly not George, (laughs) it's Major Socks. Hey, I actually get introduced this week, unlike last time, yes. I love the fact that you didn't even notice that until (laughs) I I told you later. (laughs) And we got George back from uh, South Dakota playing golf and trying to play golf. I almost fell face first in a tee box, just (laughs) FYI. I would have liked to have seen that. <laughs> Lots of people would have. That's why I, I managed to stop myself. Um, real quick, some uh, business to get out of the way. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Valhalla Hobby. Use code GT2305 to get 5% off any order over $100 at checkout. That is GT2305 at ValhallaHobby.com. Thank you, as always, to our Patreons that help support the channel. Uh, and, of course, to Valhalla Hobby as well. More about all of those towards the end. Let's get into the news, shall we? Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. And we are starting with a Kickstarter project that has 12 days to go at time of recording. Uh, So we already kind of knew this was coming. We touched on it very briefly after it was teased. Uh, But Worms the Board Game is on Kickstarter right now. Uh, A couple of things. Firstly, it's being done in five... Hang on, one, two, three... Yeah, five, six different languages from the outset, which is not something... English... uh, So translations usually tends to be something that's unlocked later. They're doing no stretch goals in this at all. They're just announcing things as the campaign goes one a day um which i i think i like that difference um basically it means that it like regardless it just gets better as you go Th- this funded like instantly too it it was insane um well, I mean, so, it is worms i mean it's it is as classic chaos. as the oregon trail i mean yeah so the, the game there is a few videos out there at the moment the game is very chaotic as it should be uh the tile system you are flipping them to have the water underneath um weapons will do damage to the ground and then they will collapse um one thing that's interesting uh, everybody has their teams that they put out so to speak uh, and you get to pick where things are so you could put things next to weapon crates to help yourself out or next to traps whatever you want because the thing is is that the, the worms that you're deploying may not actually end up being on your team that's not decided until later so the chaos from the way the game starts carries on into the game itself as well i, um, I really that. really like that, that yeah cool. uh also like yes i am pledging for this but it's actually really affordable uh yeah. the mayhem pledge which is your normal one comes with pretty much every everything um if you want the armageddon pledge that comes with a few extras that comes with your playmat and um uh, where are we 
Uh, you get some extra landscape wow. tiles. There's a dice tray. Uh, the Matt isn't neoprene one, just for the record. You get extra dice as well. Um, there's our pledge comparison. So it will be coming to retail late next year. Uh, at retail, you will have 16 worms, but only four sculpts. Uh, in the base pledge, you're getting 45 worms in all sculpts. It doesn't actually say how many sculpts there are, but that's because it will show you that during the campaign. Uh, and the Armageddon pledge has exactly the same amount of worms, exactly the same amount of objects. Uh, it still comes with the fifth and sixth player expansion, which does not come at retail. I assume they'll do that as a pledge later on, at a, a separate release later on. So, um, so here's something yeah. interesting I've noticed that I think is kind of cool. So if you scroll down enough uh, towards the bottom, it looks like for additional eight pounds, so roughly 10 bucks-ish, for additional eight pounds, you can add a language pack to the game. Yeah, so you could just pick, you can purchase the language pack that you want. It's certainly a lot easier to keep track of from their point of view, well, I would say. Well, no, to, to, that, lo that looks like to me is like you do the pledge and then for an extra, you get an additional language pack. Yeah. It looks like it comes with English, but then like George, said pay your eight pounds so, so, you get your french pack you get your spanish pack whatever you want as opposed to it being completely re-released later on it makes it easier for the yeah. for them to actually keep track of it well it also makes sense uh makes sense for a lot of uh international players too like take uh michelle for example right in the netherlands they start learning english in grade school so there's yeah. all these other different languages and so in the case of you know united states well i've got a lot of friends that speak spanish so i'm gonna get the spanish pack as well so that my friends don't have to struggle with the english translation to play the game with me that's actually a really good idea that's what it looks like to me yeah but yeah. Uh, and especially like if you do live in a country that has a lot of multilingual um i mean there is there is a bit of it in australia but not really one that i because i mean we have quite a large asian community we have quite a large um afrikaans community we like we have we are very multiple multicultural over here um australia well, and like it's kind of a global thing it used to be very much australia and america but um i think australia yeah. complains about it more than anybody else does just as a prime example you know we're the two languages of canada like it had it has legit two yeah. languages english yeah. and yep. french like yep so if that's i case, really if really like this yeah if that's how it's set up i think that's a really nice addition of like a couple extra bucks here's the you know the language wording in you know a different language um now i'm just gonna throw this in there after doing a few board games um if there's a neoprene mat get it yeah if it's 20 bucks don't complain get it the neoprene mat makes the play surface so much better when you're dealing with tokens and cards it makes it easier to pick up tactile objects versus like having to pick at them off of a hard tabletop surface yeah no 100 percent. i am only but on the base pledge at this particular stage that will most likely get upped at some point um but yeah i just th this is really really good uh, i love how chaotic it feels um i, I love like i've kind ones. of been someone that's kind of spoken highly about mantics sculpting for a while uh i mean they do have some stuff that's kind of like yeah because it's a little older but the stuff they're doing now is phenomenal and i think this is right up there with the best that they're doing uh, you could probably argue that sculpting for worms is probably a little easier because it's all cartoony but yeah i was gonna say that it shouldn't be that hard uh another thing i'm gonna the estimate they're doing for shipping prices are yeah. extremely reasonable and mantic are a company that's big enough that they already know the answer to this question so that yeah. they shouldn't really unless we have another shipping crisis between now and when it comes there that's shouldn't fair. really be any reason for this to um change change yeah, yeah. For, for the audio listeners the most expensive shipping is for the armageddon pledge at 45 pounds Th that's a 
uh, uh, British money, not not actual weight. Um, which, if you think about it, you know, depending on how much you know the box weighs and then the size of the playmat, that's a pretty reasonable shipping price for anywhere in the world. Uh, Australia, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Australia is at twenty five. New Zealand's thirty five. Everyone else is like twenty five or lower. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is that is cheap. Yep. In, in the world uh, for of- Australian shipping, that is phenomenal. Yeah, I was gonna say in the world of uh, a certain company exploiting shipping to gain extra money to uh, fulfill uh, outstanding. Not that campaigns. we're going to name any names. Are we going to Mythic Games? You scammer! You scam uh, artist company! You. I, I I I'm about to stop just doing Mythic Games and just start calling out Leo himself. Like if if, if you're the cheese of the company and you're doing this, man, it's, you're the one that stinks, which is appropriate since they're French. I don't know if we have any French listeners, but if we did, we don't anymore. <laughs> That or they 100% agree with that statement and they're going to accept that uh, uh, United States stereotype. I do apologize to actual French listeners, though. Not no, to you again. should, quite frankly. You should. <laughs> All right, moving on. Nova uh, Open happened. Well, is happening. It's got one more day left, I believe. Um, ah, no. Oh, it's Games Workshop? They do things? They do. They had another preview and you're going to be really surprised. They've previewed some Space Marines. What? Are they first No. No. They're I don't not know if we ones? actually... No, I don't know if we actually touched. Technically, some of the um, some of the Terminators are technically. I don't know if we have. Did we speak about that last fortnight? Sucks. Well, 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 so I don't remember. I don't think we do. I don't think so. Yeah, for those of you that haven't heard this already and have been living under under a rock. So, Bruce, real quick though, there are like four different types of uh, Terminators. Though there's the Cataphracty and the blah blah blah. So there's there's multiple different types of Terminators. But as he was about to say, for those who have been living under a rock, Stalker firstborns are dead. Oh no, we did cover this. was the pre- it was the episode oh, you yeah, and we did. it was you yeah. and me yeah and by, so. like we had basically said that like to be fair they should have done this to start with hey, there so would have been a lot less up un- unhappy yes. people first bird marines are dead FYI if you didn't know okay sorry sorry game Workshop fans uh by the way socks given yes. that this is the topic that you that, that you are most excited about tell us tell us how excited you are about this chaplain now look at the confused look at his face as he tries to figure out which one's the chaplain <laughs> <laughs> thanks Bruce <laughs> um Okay, I think the chap the chaplain being the very first one with the skull face, um, I think is the highlight here. I've had other people that don't really like it. I really do like it, honestly. Um, isn't that a Terminator chaplain? Yes. Okay. That's why it's big and chunky. Uh, we're also getting new assault marines. Um, I'm sure they have different names. That, that's Needed. yes, they did need them. Uh, and after all of the, we don't have any jump pack ship because we want to design new jump packs. Uh, they're just the same jump packs that everybody else has already had. So um, they were they- delayed for no reason. Yeah, it's basic. Oh, sorry. No, I stand corrected. There's a very no. slight fin coming out the back of it. No, they're they're different. Um, they are different, Bruce. They're not. Um, they don't look as lame. How do I how do I put it that way? Lame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no. You, I, I will take that back. No, you are right. They're a little bit more rounded. They're not quite as boxy as the old ones were. Yeah. Well, the the other ones is just like it's two just massive pods. Like this one, it's like they're angled slightly. They do have the the trim fin. Like th- these are slightly better design. Um, then the next thing I'm going to throw out there, which has been sorely missed by so many factions for Space Marines with the death of the first ones, chain swords. Sorry, repeat that last bit again. Chain swords. Primaris Marines have never had chain swords up until the death oh. of the first ones, and now we have chain swords again. I hadn't actually cottoned onto that. Yeah. Oh, all, okay. The Reavers, they all had daggers or whatever. Like every everything Primaris wise, none of them. They always had like a power sword or 
something else, but they did not have chain swords. To to my knowledge, if I'm wrong, someone semi politely correct me. But I do believe chain swords were not a thing until now for Primaris. I'm actually in the comments. Um, the other one is, which is the big news, is that we're getting near space marine scouts as well. Um, this is definitely something that was being missed. Oh uh, they, God, they tried to re- they tried to replace them with the Reavers, and it just didn't work because they weren't the same. Well, so the the Reavers were more of like it was a different type of assault marine. It was like they were trying to make the Reavers be the new Primaris assault marine, and they sucked at it. Well, the the issue was um. So early on, but during the first wave, they decided that Reavers were going to be a new type of Space Marine Scout. Uh, and they very clearly changed their mind after that first wave, which is why all of the rules for them ever since have always been completely garbage, because they wanted to. They very clearly wanted to phase them out without admitting it. Um, I love the look of the new Scouts. I mean, they basically look the same as the old ones, just embiggened. Um, but the old uh, ones were very old, so they needed to be updated desperately. Uh, new Skull obviously so you know like a yes. refresh look not just you know bigger um i i do like the look of them um however in all my times playing 40k i i never really got the like draw for scouts maybe it's because i'd never played a chapter that like fully benefited from scouts but sniper rifles was usually my answer to that question um but the, it depended on the edition as well i think they were very powerful in eighth i haven't really played since yeah. so no, well, no, i also no. don't care enough to really have a strong opinion that being said though too i don't know about sniper scouts now now that we have the primary snipers because they are kind of bomb diggity especially depending on the faction every time i move backwards in this page it starts trying to play the video on me again and it's really annoying uh moving on workshop wants you to watch their video apparently we've also got a brand new trogoth coming i'm sorry it's a troll i'm just going to call it a troll because trogoth is a stupid name uh, the Trogoth King, uh, hang on, he has a name here somewhere, Trog, how did I forget that? So this guy has been asleep for millennia to the point where people have been building buildings on his back. Uh, somebody woke him up and he can't figure out how to get this magical thing off his back and now he's wandering around and smashing magical items all over the world. Um, I kind of like that idea. And so you've got the you've got the usual unknown in Warhammer as to, well, is he doing this because mm-hmm. he wants to destroy them all or is it because the, the building that's magic is trying to convince him to do this um we don't really know i also i like the giant snail hammer hey 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 hey. he's got a butt crack yes he does most people do yeah but okay it's visible it's a yes i know he also has tattoos you'll notice i I like the fact that somebody has been like cave art all over him that i really like so here's my thing with trolls um yeah coming from a a DD background what what's the one thing that just like completely makes a troll useless fire like Mm. as something that's supposed to be big huge and almighty powerful like this is to if they don't have like some stupid weakness to fire because if you any intellectual property if you look at a troll it's like oh and then they lit him on fire oh problem solved no like Mm. i i don't they should have done like keep the name trug that's a great name for something big and stupid oh yeah oh but he's the smartest he's the smartest of the trolls he says this himself it also says in the rules here that that he's only dimly aware of the hollering hordes that trail behind him i mean that that's not saying much. I could say I'm the most handsome host of getting tabled, and that doesn't mean much. Also a lie. Major Socks is sitting right there. <laughs> well, it's hey, not me. <laughs> but he doesn't have a beard, and beards are, you know... I can't have one. What do you expect? <laughs> that's your choice. That's choices you've made. <laughs> 
unless you're one of those people who can't actually grow one. I do know people like that. Yes, there are. Major socks has Major socks has multiple pieces of evidence that his wife finds him very attractive. How many parasites are in your house now? Five. That that's four more than George has, and one of those is only there half the time. I've got eight parasites. What are you talking about? <laughs> they the they are not. They are not the same. I have to clothe. Well, I don't have to clothe them. I have to feed them, and I have to like care for them, and I have to give them shelter. That is a parasite. <laughs> so what you're telling me is that your dogs are evidence that Casey lo- finds you attractive. She trusts me with her, so yes. Dogs, do you get why I'm p- phrasing it very carefully? <laughs> oh dear. George, George, George. Anyway, I like this guy. I think this guy is fun. I'm sure he'll He's cost right. $760 million like the rest of the Trogos do. Um, what else did we have? I'm kind of skimming through this. We have quite a few Iron Jaws, which I don't mind. But there was a time where the Iron Jaws were kind of being pushed out every three minutes and I got tired of them. But it's, they've actually given these guys a rest, which is very unusual. Um, I like the Brute Rages. They're fun. That's probably the highlight there for me. I don't really know if you guys have any particular opinions on them. Um, By the way, on the page that I've shared, if you click on the images, it will actually yeah, yeah, show yeah. Yeah. more information. I actually skipped ahead a little bit. I'm looking at the uh, Warcry Hunter and Hunted. Oh, yes. Yep. And I have to say... Oh, wait. No. Dang it. Damn you, artwork. I was going to say, that is probably one of the best looking dog miniatures I have ever seen until I actually looked at the actual miniatures. Um, and it's just the artwork. But I don't hate it. Um, I don't think that the actual the actual humans are painted rather nicely, but I think that dog is painted really poorly. In the case of the first one, at least. Well, well the, the other ones aren't the other ones aren't so bad. But that first one, that the the the, um, the lightly the colored one, one, that's like he just that looks like it's been painted very. It looks like it's been done in a rush. Well, the, the jowls are just terribly done. Um, I, of the one that has like the four dogs, like the top center, that one yep. looks okay. The other three, I don't mind the sculpt of the Doberman, but I have a problem with the fact that it looks like it's made out of plastic because they've yeah they've messed up their highlights. Really, it's they've given everything sharp highlights, which is really weird looking. I mean, I know what they're trying to do, but it's an animal. It shouldn't have sharp lines like that. I mean, I'm being I'm not exactly the world's greatest painter either, so maybe I should be quiet. Uh, I think the highlight of this box, ironically, is the giant skull piece of terrain. Um, yes, um, yes, that is awesome. Um, oh, oh, uh, it has. If you look at the top down, it has a slight resemblance to a a certain pit on a yep. certain planet that consumed yeah. a certain bounty hunter. Yeah. Well, it didn't actually consume him, but um, uh, he did. He did get sucked into it twice. It attempted to consume him, and he escaped because he's a badass. Um, as for the trolls that come in the box, um, that's kind of yeah. All the ogres, sorry. Uh, that's that, that question is kind of the only thing. I don't really find them very interesting at all, really. Um, I just, yeah. They, they feel very uh, late 90s, early 2000s with all the uh, uh, subcutaneous piercings going on. Yeah, I, I think the color choices leave a lot to be desired there. That The skin is just, it looks odd. I think it the looks great. The first one, you think it looks great? Yeah, I think it looks great. I The thing I have an issue with is like, if you look at the one, he's got three horns piercing his thigh. The next one, he's oh, yeah. Yeah, all in his forearms yeah. and his thigh, and then like the other one, it's in his shoulders and his. Yeah, it's it's all over the place. Like uh, suspension, that's yeah. what it's called. They look like they're you know rejects from the late nineties doing suspension. Yeah, it's um, it's a thing. I mean, it it's kind of the look of that faction, but yeah, I, I, I they don't really do much for me. Um, if you don't want to buy the box set, don't stress.
most of these will eventually be released as separate things, but then you'll have to pay for everything separately. But if you don't want to buy a box and you don't like half of it, whether it be the ogres or whether it be the hunters and their dogs, just wait for them to be released separately. Don't let don't let fear of missing out dictate what you buy. No FOMO. Pretty much. Uh, we've also got some new Blood Bowl minis. Got some vampires, and I don't. I'm kind of in the middle on these. There's certainly sculpts among this that I like, uh, but there's also other ones where I'm kind of like, eh, it kind of feels like that they're trying too hard. But then maybe that's the fun of them. I don't know. I I, I can't really decide what I think about these guys. Also, so, they've got the same picture up multiple times. Mm-hmm. Really, I quick, noticed that too. Really quick, so we can move on. Um, can we talk about the uh, new Bretonian miniature real quick? Yep. Don't worry. I was getting. Let's talk about She-Ra because I'm sorry. This is this is. Oh, by the way, this is also a Forge World mini. So prepare to be disappointed when it comes out in person. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm throwing shade at Forge World again. I'm going to continue doing it. I I I need to add that to uh, the soundboard. What the the, oh oh. (laughs) Um, the the painting on this and the sculpting on this is phenomenal. I think this is the best looking. I'm going to say horse that they've done so far. I know it's a unicorn, but it's a horse with a horn i think it's the best looking horse that they've done so far um hopefully it actually comes out looking like this it's a horse that got jiggy with an arwal pretty much um Uh, the painting on this is phenomenal like seriously this is this is hard this is uh what were they called um heavy metal heavy metal thank you um if you you scroll down enough like you can see some of the original sculpts versus this new one to see like just how epic this looks so and there is some very very strong callbacks to that original as well um mm-hmm. but yeah no this is this would have to be up there for miniature of the year games workshop wise i'm not 100 sure what else i'd put in there but this has definitely got to be among them so last thing for games workshop that i really want to touch on because this is exciting because not not because i'm a huge like i still like warhammer i still like 40k i still like the whole thing this new miniature right here is just absolutely just what people have been waiting for in my opinion it is fulgrim yeah there's a problem with this miniature though what this is 30k only you're not getting any rules for 40k yet no they've hard said it they've said it out they've said oh, it that, hard. Is, that is cr- complete crap uh if if you're gonna have Report- a demon- sorry reportedly they have said that hard and, and yeah. i agree that's a load of crap um I, i'm sorry we got nurgle we've got uh zinch we've got corn now just just let he him hasn't appeared in the story but he quite clearly is still around um, I have another problem with this. If this is, that, is for if this is for 30k, why is he already a demon prince? Or am um, I missing something in the story? Well, that was all happening, you know, in the whole like, Okay. Yeah, like th- things were happening like, you know, um uh Magnus the Red like, you know, he you know, accepted chaos and did the whole thing. Like, yes, he's emerged from the warp now, changed. Same with Nurkle, same with uh um Angron. So, yeah. um Fulgrim was one of the first ones to like, you know, kind of like oopsie. Ah, uh, that's why okay that makes more sense so um the other problem i have with this is that this is also going to be forge world so everybody else has gotten lovely plastic miniatures and this one's going to be stuck with the horrible forge world stuff that's disappointing well that we know of you know as you know they they have said it's not in 40k yet or it's not mm. 40k i i do believe i i the fact that now games workshop has a horse heresy tab on the on the games workshop page i hope you can yeah. click that and eventually there's going to be a plastic Holgrim kit because this kit needs to be plastic because this kit looks so good that it can just hang around for a long time in my opinion. Um, just some of the details on it. Uh, if you scroll down a little close up on the cloak, some of the details oh, on yeah. the cloak 
the, yeah. like skinned faces. The wings are phenomenal too. Those wings will never like in resin. Those wings will never survive a game. Like, oh, they're absolutely. going to be way too brittle. Uh, yeah. If those wings are in resin, they'll never survive casting. Fight me on that. Yeah, but I have thrown shade at Forge World for a good couple of years now when it comes to their casting. That they are held up by the community as like the epitome of resin casting, and I wouldn't even put them in the top five. Uh, I, I find Forge World were really good 10 years ago. I, I was going to uh, say 10 years 10 ago. Year, 10 years ago was a very long time ago. Yeah, 10, ten um, years ago, they were great, and Games Workshop uh, fine crap was was crap. And I think and now enough influence has happened that Forge World is essentially just fine crap. Pretty much. Um, I, said I, I know that there are people that would disagree with me, but I, I actually don't consider Forge World to be that impressive at all. Um, I, I am speaking disappointed every time about that something is coming out in Forge World for a reason because yeah. done, they've done nothing to improve the quality of the product um, because which, the quality of the product is horrible. Which, you know, some of the things I do want to order for my uh, Custodes Army are some of the uh, the jump pack troops, you know, that are mm. Forge World only. So Yeah. So there's a couple of things in here that we haven't touched on. Like, there's an octopus that's coming because the crab was really popular, so every box set has to have a pet in it now. Um, I'm sorry. I actually do like the octopus, but it's just really obvious what they're doing there. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, there's a lot of it. Um, some of it's going to interest some people, some of it won't. Let's move on to stuff that's not Games Workshop. Like Black Sight Socks. Studios? Socks, you can smile again. Yep. I know. <laughs> Mobile <laughs> Arms Endless Destiny, uh, which is a, in a font that's very reminiscent of a certain extremely popular anime from the 90s. Uh, Neon Genesis, anyone? Um, so this is a 28mm, 32mm mechanized cavalry combat so it's it's mechs skirmish style though. yep it's a skirmish game uh meant to be played on a three by three table uh, this looks phenomenal damn black site studios having something that i feel like i need every three minutes so I'm, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say something and just just let me finish this real quick so at this point with all the stuff that we've talked about with black site studios coming out i would almost argue they're expanding with too much too quickly except for the fact that they are doing self kickstarting on their site to generate like we need this to get this going in and in production and then we can send the stuff to you and then we just have the molds to make like mm. they also it. do a lot of their stuff up front so well it's, they're doing it in the absolute right way it's not like hey check it out here's this new game we created buy it Crickets. yes it's here's this new game we want to develop do you want it back it hey enough people have backed it we can make it now like send it to yeah. retail yeah yeah like i would i would argue they're doing too much too quickly except for the fact of how they're doing it they're making sure they have a customer base to get the initial to get it made and then whatever yeah the benefit of a small company that understands that they're small is that they try to tick all of their boxes cross all of their t's and dot all of their i's because they are very much they are very well aware that it wouldn't take much to topple them if something went wrong um now i'm not like saying that that's going to happen i'm very much the opposite these guys are growing very quickly um from someone i've had experience in a couple of back rooms now uh they tend to be delivered fairly regularly on time there's currently two outstanding at the moment um one is the don't look back one that we spoke about a couple of months ago that mm -hmm. was hoping to be released by october it is delayed um because of a couple of printing issues that they had and like all of this has been up front you can find it on their twitch on their youtube uh they don't wait for months before telling you they tell you pretty much like the week that all of this stuff is happening they have a regular weekly video update 
update. Wait, There's wait. another company that used to do that, George. Yeah, I was going to say. stopped the moment the thing started going wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they actually update the backers and let them know what's going on and are being transparent. Yeah, what? and they have no requirement to. What? Yeah, so yeah. Like it's their own thing. Yeah, because, yeah, they're doing independent, not, you know, they're on a site that is required to do at least a monthly update and they haven't done it since March. I mean, I'm we're off topic. I'm sorry. Uh, this my looks company great. It does really well. Bad Crow Games, Company Heroes. Even after their founder yeah. died, they've done a lot yep. of updates. Um, the other one, uh, I'm trying to think what the other one is. Um, oh, by the way, on their website, if you go to the backroom tab, there is a, literally a tab that says production updates, and you can literally find links to all of the stuff that's outstanding. All of the video updates can be found there. It's, yeah, really good. Uh, Hametsu is currently delayed as well. That's the other one I was trying to think of uh, because, again, there was the problems with the proofs that they had to go back and forth a couple of times, uh, and obviously the uh, getting proofs of printed material is very important because you want your end product to you know, look good. Um, so yeah, th there's been a couple of delays. They're all fairly understandable stuff and it didn't take us months to find out about it because nothing was hidden. It was all very open. So all very positive things to say. Not everything is done through this, by the way. Luna that we looked at recently was just released, like re-released as a product um, because it didn't really need as much work as this stuff does because it already existed. Uh, you can buy this in a couple of different ways. Uh, you can just buy the rules, uh, which would be like a physical copy of the box with the dice because in theory, you can use whatever mechs you want for this. Uh, there's also a digital rules only so that you can print off your like your token sheet and your rules and your templates. Uh, and then there's another digital that comes with all of the STLs to download actual resin mechs. Uh, and then we're going into all of the unlocks. I think this looks really good so far. Um, the prices of your mechs, these are 28 mil mechs and they're around 50 to 60 bucks depending on the size of the mech. I think it's all priced really nicely, honestly. Uh, yeah. Let's see what, what the the last two it looks like they're 80 bucks for a three pack so if you figure Which that's is... like 23 bucks ish for those I watching mean, the video edition of the podcast the reason the reason the prices are looking different on screen is because i'm in australia and it automatically corrects i mean if you look at like we'll we'll just, we'll just go back to games workshop since that's the the good good reference if you buy a hero you know your your general your lieutenant well like whatever mini from games workshop an individual they're 25 to 30 35 dollars so to have something like this and just look at these images with the detail oh yeah that, no that they that's a, they look amazing that's a fine price i think and like yeah. 80, 80 bucks to get three of those like there's a couple that are 40 if they're on a 20 mil scale like let's see how big are these oh, that's a 60 28. mil base oh my god a 60 mil base they are huge that's huge here's the other thing george all of these are designed to be magnetizable yeah they've, they've got not you have to right. play with them they're Magnet designed that way on purpose yeah i just felt magnet holes provided for modular weapon system and they sell magnets on their site too everyone yeah. everyone who is not black site studios if you are making a game look at what black site studios is doing and copy them for the love of god <laughs> look i understand that not everybody wants to go in that direction but when you're making a game like this that's designed to be interchangeable a game like what socks is showing perfect, perfect for yeah. a 1 8 by 132nd magnet and i can yep. swap out all my turrets because but it makes sense in a game like that where you're supposed to be changing your weapons over to do it it's a little it's a little harder with 
40 K. Uh, but okay. part of that is because they make it harder on purpose. I, I'm going to throw out one type of model for 40 K that they have no excuse. Dreadnoughts. There is yep. no excuse 100%. why those can't be redesigned to be magnetized. Some of them don't need to be. Some of them can be friction fit, but not all of them. The newer ones are a little harder in that regard, but I will give credit where it's due. There are some of them where you can. The old Dreadnoughts, you could just push fit the arms. You could, yes. And th those were easier. The new Redemptor ones? Yeah. I have seen people do conversions, but like the fact that I'm saying conversion is already the problem there. Anyway, I'm going to move on. Like th This looks phenomenal. It's an actual well, like a 28, 32 mil mech game. It's kind of like the mech game that everybody has wanted for a long time. It doesn't make sense to do it with Battletech because Battletech is meant to be large. large scale. Like, it's meant to be large scale and the rule set was always written with smaller miniatures in mind. Yeah, um, definitely a kill team mech game is what we need. Yes. Or want. Yeah. yeah. I love their mech workshop, the NDF kit. Oh, actually, yeah, I didn't even talk about them, but you know, oh, yeah, yeah, they look great. It's Blackside Studios, so they always gotta have some awesome terrain that we have to want. Could that possibly have happened at a worse time? Did you try turning it off and on again? <laughs> Quite literally, that is what I did. Um, you were frozen like this, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I grabbed a screenshot of it, so don't worry. <laughs> um, oh, it's not what I want to do. I want to do that. All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, Battle Kiwi have done a couple of new things on their website. This is all 3D printed terrain. So there will be some people that will automatically discredit this and go, no, nah, no, nah, it's 3D printed. I don't care. I can do it myself. Um, but I really like these 3D yeah, trees. It's done, I, it's done 3D printed trees. There's not a lot of good ones, honestly. Um and I'll throw this out there too. Like, okay, yeah, there's some people who have dumped an investment to have their own very good personal 3D printer. Yep. But, but for a company, a lot to, of people that don't. Yeah. And so to get like, oh, I give you 20 bucks and you're going to send me something that's a really good quality 3D print. I'm okay with that. 20, like 28 bucks for three trees. And this is New Zealand dollars. So it's even cheaper for you. Like, that's a steal. Uh, plus, I mean, they're very much cartoony trees, but I really like the look of them. I think they look good. Uh, what, what's that game you got? Well, those look like they'd look good for uh, Moonstone if there's terrain with that. Yeah, I do agree. That that's where my my mind went when I looked at these two. I really really like it, and like they're really cheap, which is the benefit of buying 3D printed stuff is that it should be cheap. Um, I realize not all of them are. They're using um like Age of Sigma stuff here as an example of for scale, uh, which still works because fantasy mm -hmm. i probably wouldn't be using them in a historical war game i mean there's no reason why you couldn't but um deciduous trees as opposed to pine trees uh which coniferous. is good because coniferous. okay <laughs> pine trees are coniferous and leaf trees are deciduous oh okay you, um i'll show you just, have just, coniferous, don't they we have a little bit of both but like most of our pine trees are um are um planted that like they're like pretty like no we don't have natural you ones don't have natural. right yeah okay like it's us. all done by like the, lumber companies escapes in the eastern mountains where they will look pretty for about two years before they're all landfilled and look ugly again for the next eight to ten years um i, I really like these like they're, they're just trees but at the same time like, i like the fact is so many of the trees for wargaming out there all look the same it's all that bottle brush kind of look or it's pine trees because they got them for cheap at christmas time and the model railroad trees and let's be honest yeah. pine, pine trees are pretty easy to uh design and make yes um so and I'm just gonna throw this out there because it's been a while, but ever since our uh, our two hour talk with Mel that one night, oh I yeah, never, I never look at tr uh, tr terrain trees the same. Like I'm they're all out 
the scale. I'm looking at the one with the picture of the orc. Like, yeah, it looks all good and everything, but I'm just looking at like the scale on that is way off. Yeah, like, the, yeah. The middle one. That, that scale is so terrible because looks like it should bush. be like four times that size. So at least thanks for that Mel. <laughs> um, I, I actually quote Mel on that quite re- quite regularly when I'm talking scale. Um, we also have this one's kind of a little bit more dull because well, it's boxes and crates, uh, and it's very much fantasy boxes and crates too. Um, although these are supposed to be because well, you're not getting crates like that in modern day. But again, like you're looking at 25 bucks for a lot of boxes and crates. Um, the 3D printing on these is probably a little bit more obvious than the trees, but they still look fine. Do you know what models those are? They're Lord of the Rings ones. Yes, they are. You, you, you know what you can do with boxes and crates like that, Bruce? Anything you want. Objective markers. Oh, yeah, true, actually. Yeah, yeah I hadn't thought of that. Of course not. It's um, smart. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not pretty either. Pretty Why do we have pretty. George? I don't know. Yeah. What, what All right, moving on. Anyways. Omni are back on Kickstarter, and this time they're doing storage cases because they want to compete with uh, Tired Studios. <laughs> it's this is maybe not deliberately because I wouldn't be entirely surprised if they don't know about Organizer. They are looking at larger armies too, where Organizer is very much for skirmish. Um, and the design of this is completely different as well. Um, I I'm currently backing this. I don't know if I'm going to stay as a backer because I'm not convinced I will actually use it. Um, Anyway, there's different sizes. There's micro, which is kind of in the same sort of vein as the base organizer. And then there's briefcase, which is a little bit more in line with the double. Obviously, the um, sizes are different. Um, I quite like the duffel, but the chest is where I go, ooh, I really like that. Kind of Part of me kind of wants to print it just so I can print it, even though that would mean that I have to get my FDM printer working, uh, which I need to actually do at some point. Um, the original yeah. Omni, which was the display cases, pretty much I've heard nothing but really good feedback on them. Um, this is obviously just coming from the same direction, but for storage, which makes sense, um, they do have, there's some unlocks somewhere here where you can replace the lid or the door of it with um, a built-in acrylic window. So you can kind of like do a little bit of both. I like the fact that they've done an option for p- storing your paints and stuff, which is not hard. It's just putting some holes in some things. But I really, like if you look at the um, the chest as they show you how they open and stuff, it looks looks really nice they've got some uh paint storage options too yep maybe a uh, print replacement for uh another scam kickstarter that uh yourself and michelle got uh taken by yeah unfortunately i just remembered that oh here's the assembly of it like it's very clearly 3d printed because you can see where it's been put together and stuff but mm-hmm. i'm really really impressed by this hence the reason why i backed it like within the first hour of it going live like i said i'm not 100 percent sure if i'm going to stay backing this because just purely and simply from a personal point of view i already own a lot of storage for my miniatures i don't really need i mean i do and i don't i don't need to organize sorry i don't need to store my minis i need to organize them better is my problem and that doesn't really help me with that so but i like this as options options are good this is this is kind of cool like i don't hate this but and i'm gonna throw this out there because this is the issue i ran into with organizer Mm -hmm. your average size 3d printer good because let's if you go look Uh, at ender if you go look at any cubic if you go look at all the mainstream 3d printers there's two sizes you have your standard size and then you have a max or a plus the max or the plus are at least double the price 
in the case of what I've been looking at, they are double the price. And to do just the Worganizer, which, as you pointed out, was a skirmish size, I have to print them vertically, panels, I have to print them vertically, or get a bigger printer to print them flat so it's, you know, more stable, which yeah. that is ultimately what, what I'm going to be, be doing here. Um, and depending on how this is set up, that chest one is 24 inches wide. Oh, yeah. I, oh, sorry, 25 inches wide. So are they going to have that as one piece and just say, oh, yeah, you have to get a printer big enough or, like, you know, can do vertical that big or are well, you have no to be, you, you can actually, if you look at the video you can actually see where the pieces have got been put together right right or you know how well is that going to be designed like you know i'm i'm currently having severe issues with my you know filament printer of you know the uh, foot that prints out isn't sticking which then causes a corner to curl as yep. it prints so it's like this is a really cool concept i don't know if 3d printing is a way to go for it though yeah no it, it's completely fair but i like I, like i said i backed this pretty much instantly but i'm probably backing out of this uh i'm still very impressed by what i'm looking at i won't be backing out because i don't i, I like it but it's after backing it i'm sort of sitting here going i, I could uh, even if i do get my 3d printer working the issue for me is that like, i don't really have a reason to actually print this beyond wanting to have a chest which the, the, i would the, probably never use yeah the, the other thing i'm looking through here too is like you know they've got the high fantasy they've got the gothic you know they're showing off all the stuff and everything um yep. they're showing like story uh, massive Darkness 2 in it, or just Massive Darkness, which, you know, I've got on my shelf. Uh, but they're not showing enough of how the printed parts are assembled to make the case. Um, largely, that's because they go together the same way that the previous one does. Okay, that doesn't matter. That's the previous one, not this yeah, one. Yeah, I know. I was just well, answering your question. The, they're, they're doing a great job of showing how the modular configuration can be inside the case, but they're doing... And, and, and to be fair to you on the first one, they did a fairly terrible job of showing how that case also goes together as well. Yeah. There was a I, single I, video done by one of the creators showing you how it goes together and you kind of... I, I didn't even find it until months after the campaign was over um, because it just didn't show up for me for whatever reason. Uh, ironically, it's a really good video, but they just didn't seem to go out into the wider world. Uh, I assume that there's something similar to this, but I haven't actually looked because it wasn't really the important <clears> thing of the story. Yeah, I... Anyway, I thought it was I thought it was interesting, and I, I like the acrylic window lid option. Um, sure, yeah, because it can be basically both at that point. But it's going to come down to yes, obviously. Um, do you have a need for it? I don't really feel I do have a need for this because, like I said, I own a ton of storage for my miniatures already. Storage is not the problem; it's organization on my front that's the problem. Yeah, uh, in my ADHD brain, putting it off all the time. Well, and, and just look at this too. Like I, you know, I bought the organizer stuff, and I bought the little thing to take two cases and put together yeah i mean there would be absolutely zero reason for you to buy this because you literally have a solution already and, and, and just and looking at like the way the organizer is you know shown versus this i think organizer is a better option than this now this does have a bigger option but i think from memory i think it was either jp or shay but one of them basically was saying the same thing is that they felt the organizer was a better option i think that was jp i think he said he was back here but i think he said that oh yeah it's in our chat right here uh I'm not sure I like it as much as I like Organizer, but I think I may back it any anyway. Yeah, I was on 829. So, and I, I think I have to agree with JP. I think I think the design of the the Organizer, like he does a better job of showing off how it goes together. I think it's much more simpler. I think it's much more versatile than this. Yep. I, I still.
still think this is an okay idea. I don't think I would back it though. I think I'd rather because looking at some of the stuff too versus like the organizer, like the magnetic tray the organizer does is so much a better design. Well, it, yeah, because it literally is designed to print around the plate. So yes, it, it definitely yeah. is. So yeah, but all right, I will say this: I do like the little like exterior um, accessories you can add onto it to make it look more for whatever army you're carrying. Yeah, I mean you could you could almost make the argument that the storage case becomes a piece of terrain if you if if you want it. It probably would be a little big, but if you want a really big piece of art, like if you printed the smaller one, there's no reason that can't just be a building. Depends on whether you can go into buildings or not for your game. Though, um, moving on, you mentioned Moonstone earlier. Hey, we got Moonstone. Yep. And I really like this stuff, and I really want this stuff specifically the next guy. But so we're getting some. I'm going to try and pronounce this in a second. We're getting some new Le Chavalt, um Moonstone minis. So we have Root, which is like it's a living tree, quite literally. We have Drania, which is kind of like an ant type thing. I mean, it's all their own versions of them, obviously. And Snag, which is another like living tree type thing. Um, I really, really like these. Uh, these are currently on pre-release for September the 11th. But the next one is Gump, and this might be the best looking mini from them I've seen on their range so far. Does he have, does he have a shrimp boat? Possibly. Uh, I doubt it though, because I doubt he's going Ooh. in the water anytime soon. Like this Ooh, is looks the so nicest good. mini they've done in my eye. Uh, in my eyes, I just I, I love these. There are so, better minis industry wide than this, but I can't think of any of them right now. Like well, a, a mini that that looks better than this. It does exist. This just looks so good, though. Here's the difference with Moonstone, though, because they're completely aiming in a different. Because it's not about the grim dark. It's not about Lord oh, of yeah, the Rings. Yeah. This is very much whimsical fantasy. So you want it to look completely. You don't want this to look like a real tree that's come to life because this is supposed oh, to I, be a fairy tale. Yeah, yeah no, I, I get that. But I'm just saying, like, the quality and the look of it. it yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I was just kind of point because not everybody's going to be familiar with Moonstone. So I thought it was probably worth mentioning yeah. that. I, I, I love do. this guy. He, he I, kind I of looks like he's come out of a swamp. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do lo- I do love the fact that his name is Gump yeah. and that he's a tree from a forest. And for yep. those of you who don't get that reference, I'm sorry you're so young. Agreed. He doesn't have any chocolates, which is a shame. How, how far can you, how fast can you run though? True. Uh, he, he's a tree, so not fast. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. He's got, he's got a two inch range. So yeah, he's not going very far. <laughs> Well, I was just gonna say, look at a uh, M- Pip and Mary when they uh, met a uh, Treebeard, and it looked took like you know a couple hours. That yes, we acknowledge that you are hobbits. <laughs> we have decided that you are not orcs, right? <laughs> that was two yeah. hours. Um, I will say this: I'm kind of surprised it's only a forty mil base. I thought it would have been bigger. So that this thing's gonna be like yeah, for the size of that, the, that tall or something. It's a, that's a small little base. Yeah. Um, actually, it's probably so. It's gonna be like maybe six or seven inches tall or something. I don't know if this somewhere on here that says how big it is but yeah i I was just kind of surprised by that um but we will continue to move on otherwise we will be here talking forever hey socks what September releases for Dystopian Wars. Yes. Um. Somebody mentioned that you you might be into Dystopian Wars a little bit. Just a what's bit. Dystopian Wars? Steampunk. Uh, World War One. It's a ship battle that takes place in the same place as Wild West Exodus. Yes. I, I, I don't. I don't know this because my store doesn't have it. That's well, your no, problem. Hobby does, and you can get a discount through them. But True. Anyways, yes. Uh. So we've got the Union Vanguard Squadrons. Uh. This is 
part of some of the stuff that you'll get from the independent set. So this is kind of their smaller stuff that you might want more of. Um, so this so is like a support box type thing by the it look of it? a support box, exactly. Um, so you got your John Henry Colossus, the Iron Giant, uh, and then you got a, the Cheyenne Submarine, and then a couple of destroyers, a uh, faction-specific uh, platform. Um, it actually has one of the units that you can get actually carries this pl uh, platform into the battle itself um, in the nice. other set. And then you got the Akron-class Sentry Rotor and the uh, Talon Assault SRS token. So 35 bucks, not bad price for everything you're getting because you're getting two John Henry's, two, two, pretty much two of everything in the box. So Highlight for me is that submarine. I love the look of that submarine for yeah, some reason. Yeah, that submarine's pretty cool it's looking. Gorgeous. With it kind of... It, it, it gives me... I want to say it gives me Nautilus vibes. I mean, I know that there's already a Nautilus somewhere else, but it just gives me those vibes. Yeah, yeah. Can I address how the irony of the John Henry class Colossus, which is a giant mech, named after a guy who died proving that man could still beat the machine? Yep. Yeah, that's fair. That That's 100% fair. Um, we got some Stargate next. Wait, no, yeah. it's not Stargate, but it is cool. It is Abydos, which is so, yes, in my head. The... It's in my head at Stargate. That's yeah, a... so, so this is the Egyptian as part of the Sultanate faction. Um, so this is their, this is the first set of Egyptians that we're seeing coming out for the Sultanate. Uh, mostly it's been Turkish so far, but they've got three heavy stronghold uh, skimming uh, hovercrafts that you can get, the Abydos, the Pharos, and the Tanis. I might um, be in yeah. love. Yeah, these these look pretty cool. So the it's, Tannis, a sting, it's a Stingray hovercraft. Yeah. I might be in love. <laughs> it is pretty cool. And then you got a bunch of smaller uh, skimmers as well. Um, they'll probably be on some flying stands. These The big ones will not be on flying stands um they'll probably just be sitting on the board but they'll act as skimmers that's how some of the commonwealth are too so um then you got some various other skimmers the man jets the miski uh you've got some portals, portals? So, yep so i'm intrigued by portals yeah so the sultanate can can fire through the portals they can also have their their reserve units come in they can also launch fighters through portals so they have Do you know what portals sounds like schultz nanigans yeah exactly ah good point yeah i'd never thought of that so yeah we we call these the the the, the shenanigan faction because of all the stuff that they can do so yeah just like the shaltariar and drop fleet and drop zone yeah this is kind of i approve similar. this is a kind of a similar faction subset i, I now have two yeah. factions that in my head i want the sultanate particularly the sultanate this. because they're literally flying cities and this because i don't have words this is awesome you mean the empire because of the flying cities the empire is the one that has the yeah. flying cities yeah. what were the sultanate i can't remember what the sultanate, sultanate was. is turkish uh egypt and greek the oh okay Empire's so this is this is sultanate okay never yeah, mind this is the sultanate the empire is the ones with the chinese dragons the the flying cities that's the empire china japan yep. korea uh and then the last set that we're that we have as release is called the scions of jutland this is a mercenary set that's all scandinavian as part of the imperium and boy i'm already loving this stuff uh so you get three different versions of their flagship the asgard the skaldin and the uh valhalla class dreadnought and then you get two of their einjar class uh claws as well and then you get a whole bunch of cruisers and some escort ships as well so you've got a thor a loki a heimdall uh, all in here so i would do this faction for two reasons one the names mm -hmm. and then the second because socks so so you you posted this uh question in uh in our uh, host chat for a, a new player in your area on color schemes and i i did some answering on that yep but you did. if i were if i were to do this faction every single thing in this army would have a barcode do you know why so I can Scandinavian. I've heard that joke before. Yes. <laughs> Get out. So, yeah. <laughs> then you get the Frenner submarine. <laughs> 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 
Oh, God. Uh, so we'll be our... here all week. I know. <laughs> so we get the first look of the, the submarine. Uh, so the, right now, the Imperium only have one submarine. It's the Fenrir uh, that comes in this box. And then you got the Valkyrie uh, Hunt Rotor, which I like the look of. Um, Ride of the Valkyries song just comes to my mind when I see just a horde of these coming at you. Um, so, and then you got some uh, midget yeah, no, sub. This, this is good. This is really good. Valley uh, midget subs, SRS tokens, which these guys, some of these units can uh, launch out some mini subs. So this will probably be on my uh, wish list. And uh, when the squadron box comes out for this, I'll probably be buying a two, one or two. Uh, I like the fact that the flyers that were shown on the previous ship um, also is, yeah, they are also actual minis that you can use in the game. Yeah. Also, I don't, I don't hate the mixture of resin and plastic in this because they've been careful on what parts they've chosen to go where. They do. Unlike a, a certain privateer press that I could mention, used to I, be very bad for that. So when I well, got my so that's because yeah. they did resin and metal. Yes. Oh, sorry. That's a good point. Sorry, that's a good point. Um, yeah. But the problem, this is very much early stuff, not their stuff now. But like they, they would have yeah. like the heavy bit would be on the top. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it, it became a nightmare. And I haven't had any issues really with their their resin cast. I mean, it's been no, pretty no. Clean. Their resin casting is phenomenal. I will agree. It is very very nice. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. 30th of September. These three sets comes out. Um, so yep. And very nice. Scandinavian. <laughs> Coming up next, we have some Malifaux news. So for those that like to follow the links that I usually provide, I will not be able to provide links for the following story uh, because this was all previewed in a private group on Facebook. So um, a weird place on Facebook is the official group for Malifaux and the other side, but Malifaux is the point of interest here. Uh, these are all screenshots for the preview session that they did at Nova Open. So uh, coming up, we have Sen. So very much fitting in with the um, with the aesthetic there. I, I, it's only a piece of artwork in this case. And unfortunately, because of the way that it's been taken, we don't really get to see all of the minis for it. But there's very clearly a very oriental looking dress. Um, interesting look at the card. I can't quite read all of it, though. The big one for me is this next one, because I'm sorry, but this is a pirate gremlin that has a seaweed beard. Also, just real quick, do you know who did the voice acting for uh, Gizmo in the first Gremlins movie? No. Howie Mandel. I just learned that last night and thought it was interesting. Oh, it was continued. That. I didn't yeah, either. Uh, Swashbuckler are literally like they're gremlin pirates, uh, and one of them has a seaweed beard. You don't need any other reasons to buy this. I mean, look at it. It's a seaweed beard. It's brilliant. Well, and if I you don't to, think it's brilliant, then you're wrong. I, I need to play the game in order to need to buy it. So there's that. It's a very good game. Uh, Fumigator, a little bit of artwork on the card there. Um, clearly, clearly looks like he's a very, very healthy person. I Sounds love like how the stinks. artwork's all rusted. Um, Delirium. So these appear to be, these are new nightmares. So these are probably going to be working with the Dreamer would be my experience because he tends to work with these guys. So they're nightmares and woe. Oh, so they may actually work with a couple of different people. Um, just really twisted, almost Cthulhu-esque type stuff, um, which is very much in line. Atlas Keen is another one that's coming. And I don't know who the lady is that's beside him here um, because we don't get an image of that card. This guy looks very full of himself. So, yep, there is that. Ezekiel appears to be an undead gremlin, sort of. Uh, because that's definitely a gremlin that's wearing all of those skulls and stuff. So that's going to be interesting. We're finally getting gremlins that aren't part of the gremlin faction. Interesting. Uh, Clipper, which is a giant robotic 
robotic looking dragon thing, which is cool. And then finally, we have the Nightcrawler Network, which is uh, a group of people that seem to have tentacle arms. Uh, for me, like the highlight for me is definitely the um, the Gremlin Pirates, because I'm sorry, I'm going to say it again. It's a seaweed beard. Come on. Also, I just noticed that the, the, the weapon he's holding um, has Wilson drawn onto it. I didn't even notice that at first from the um, Tom Hanks movie. Anyway, that's the Malifaux stuff. Uh, like I said, if you want to have a look at this stuff closer for yourself, uh, my advice would be to join a weird place. Weird is W-Y-R-D, just like the company, um, because it's the official group, um, and that's where you will find the originals of all of these. ECT Studios, I get to talk about Mal I get to talk about Bushido. Yay! We get to start with an Oni, which is a monstrous-looking Oni that has spiked balls that she's going to throw at you. Um, oh, oh, okay. I, I just zoomed in on the picture. I, I was just like, that's a a little inappropriate bruce <laughs> <laughs> um gorgeous is maybe not the right word for an oni but like the sculpting on this is phenomenal um i don't know this is going to be made from resin so they seem to be moving away from their co cast stuff which is nice they kind of tried a little bit of both recently and hopefully they're moving away from co cast because their resin was really good uh sakaguchi is my favorite from this set because it's a giant snake man with an arrow that fires snakes a bow sorry yes a bow that fires snakes <laughs> like I, knew, I knew what i meant <laughs> uh, this guy actually tabled bruce learns his medieval weaponry <laughs> <laughs> uh this guy actually works with the um the snakes that you can buy like there's an asp a bow a constrictor and a cobra and that's literally what he's firing at the enemy so you probably might want to be buying multiple sets of those at this point uh, i don't own them because i haven't had a reason to and now i'm definitely going to need them uh hotene is the next one um and seems to be like your blind monk type trope by the look of it gorgeous looking mini um just very 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 different not that he's he's not blindfolded he doesn't appear to actually have eyes yeah i was gonna say are. it's like there's there's no eyes yeah uh tatsuo this is for our prefecture of ryu um very much mystical magical energy flowing from around her uh i kind of want to say that she's playing with essences by the look of it that was my guess i, I was gonna <laughs> say it's either candles or incense sticks yeah incense sorry that's the word i was looking at not not essence um let's see what the rules say ancestral glide guidance uh at a very quick look i don't see anything in the rules uh but that's kind of the way i feel and then coming up next we have yin and yang that's not what they're called they're called kayu and majetsu uh it's yin and yang like quite literally that it's the yin yang sign but as miniatures they're they're floating koi fish mm -hmm. yes um i i have a, a pick like... of my favorite mini yep these two these two who, who else takes koi fish and makes them like an integral part of the game as giant floating fish like i come on like you yeah. got the naga snake people you got the onis you got your samurais and whatever here's two giant floating fish deal with it yep 12 That's rice comes for both of them you have to have both you don't get one or the other um i like the special ability there splash <laughs> yep yeah i like that splash. uh yeah and no, I, I really i really like this uh for me it's sakaguchi because it's an arrow that fires snakes it's oh, straight oh. Bow, the bow fires. The bow the snake. fires the snake. I never thought about it before I said it. <laughs> It's straight out of pop culture was, was the thing I was going to say. Like, it's something that you see in cartoons all the time. It, it works really well. Ah, uh, socks. Next, uh, on next episode of Game Tabled, we continue to teach Bruce medieval weaponry. 
Uh, do you have a favorite? Uh, I kind of like the guy with the, the, the bow as well. Yep. Just that concept of, of being able to shoot snakes at your enemies and have them get wrecked. Yeah. Uh, Sox, just, it's gorgeous. Sox has proven his mastery of medieval weaponry. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we're going to move on. It's time to talk about an indie. Indie. Definition. Independent. Type. Slang word. Jargon. First thought, the Lazy Forger is a really interesting name for a company because as much as I get that, yes, it's it's a joke, but my first thought if i heard a company calling themselves lazy i'd be like i don't really know if i want to do business with them um but we'll get a cast for you eventually i mean look it's it's a joke it's supposed to be a joke um all right the lazy forger we're doing 3d printed terrain um so both most of this you're going to be finding on their my mini factory store if you click on 3d files up above you'll get there just for you to on this first page i just want to talk about what's here on the site the shelter survivalist apparel like th this is literally like it's sh store shelves that you could put in any building you want pretty much uh like that would work really well for the inside of half of my ruined buildings for entropy city well if, if you click on it then there's desks and chairs like who the hell does desks and chair terrain there are a few companies that do there's just not many of them because most right? of the time well buildings most of the time you just leave empty because usually they're not really something that takes into account in rules and stuff oh my god this what have you this this terrain needs to be for in, in marvel crisis protocol so hulk can throw a desk at someone <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to, you'd have to make it bigger for that but you could do that I, quite easily no but yeah it's oh that's like the whole concept of like here's a desk it's terrain like yeah it works so well like it would have to be a size one i suppose um i, I just look at that and that would be like the, the the scale it is would be great for like a call of cthulhu role-playing game for like you know you're in the you know the office of the um oh what's the word for the person that uh the, the high society like you know oh yeah uh, arcana yep. enthusiast or whatever like this is the desk in his study and you have to rifle it um i've just kind of opened a couple of things randomly i'm going to start with the six millimeter Tudor building because I'm sorry, how is a building that small that detailed? Um, because this is he six mil scale because he designed it at a uh, 60 mil and <laughs> scaled it down. That doesn't always work though. That's the best exclamation I've got. <laughs> this is insane. Like, there is nothing lazy about this. Um, I don't know why I'm getting hooked up, uh, uh, getting stuck on the name, but it's probably like, what do we call this? I'm like, I don't know, let's keep with design stuff. Hey, we gotta come up with the name of this. We're just being lazy about it. That's the name. Yeah. Oh, I like the Hesco Barriers. George knows what those are. Hesco Barriers. Hesco Barriers. I don't. Spent any time in the desert, you know what those are. Oh, yeah, they, I found uh, them. Near the bottom. Oh, nice. They're basically woven basket barrier type things. I'm yeah, guessing exactly that they get they filled are. with sand or something. Yeah. I do not see... This is in the 3D files? No, no. The main Lazy Forger page. Main Lazy Forger page. Use the link that's on the... Yep. You know, yep. Uh, yep. That's because he'd gone full when I mentioned that you can uh, find the yeah. storefront. What am I looking for? The Hesco barriers. They're about halfway down. Oh, I, okay. He said bottom. So I was looking towards the bottom. Um, Actually, I never had to deal with those. No, you got lucky. Yeah, no, I, um, I had my uh, I had my air-conditioned Connex box. And, and Sox is the one that lives in six-star accommodation when he's claiming to be in the desert. Apparently, in George was, apparently, George was in eight-star. Well, yeah. no, 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 no. It was a Connex box. So it was a, a repair box. It had all my tools and test equipment. The thing is, when you're working on radios and electronics they have to be at a certain temperature so uh, yeah air conditioning so who's the smart one uh nobody Whatever. nobody here <laughs> Anyways, Docs gets to sit at a desk all day. I think he probably wins there. 
I then again, you get your own desk in your own house. So I, I sit right here all day. Um, um, th- these guys about- have some really, really nice looking stuff. What, uh, are, we what are we talking about? Uh, George? The, the commie blocks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, six millimeter. How is their six millimeter stuff this good? What game are they making six millimeter stuff for? Oh, there's <laughs> plenty of six mil games out there if you want to look oh, really? for Really? Oh, yeah. I always thought 10 mil was on the scale, scale of like, almost too okay, small. you're getting a little crazy there. Let's, let's slow down, make it a little bigger. You know. uh, keep on looking down. That's not just a building. It's actually got insides as well. Yeah, with cars. And the cars are like the size of his fingernail. Half the size of his fingernail. Oh my That's God. That's insane. It comes apart. Yes. This is incredible. We're going to use my little soldier and move him through this, this building. Good luck with that. I need some tweezers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, do that Zone Mortalis just... on a six mil scale. <laughs> Well, you could. You could with this. Yeah, no kidding. Um, uh, good lord. Yeah. So smaller scales, generally speaking, isn't something I've really delved in deep for because it's just not really, there's not really been a lot that's grabbed me in that sphere. I mean, you could argue Drop Fleet Commander, but that's not about scale at that point. Because you don't um, hate yourself enough to paint that small? Well, it's going to be done. It's going to be real quick. You're done. <laughs> But see, that's the thing. You talk about um, having to paint really small, but you kind of don't really. Like, washes do all of the work for you at that point. Like, you're not dotting your eyes at six mil. The, the wash does all of your work that's, for you. The only thing fair. you really have to do is dry brush it back up again. Um, but it, there's some really good stuff here at these small scales. Um, I'd, I'd say the, the, the winner for me on this site is the, the shelter stuff, like the shelves and the desks. Like, yeah, like, for me, that that's what grabbed my attention first. And we haven't even really looked at like on the actual storefront um like there's 71 different items there um like they have like and i'm just gonna like browse over this really quickly there's more different types of buildings they have a dark oak forest which is all dead trees um basing elements like there's just lots and lots and lots and lots of different stuff here um i like the storage warehouses uh and in fact i'm pretty sure i've seen these before because i'm pretty sure these are the ones that Dwayne was using for the table that he was building right now. In fact, it definitely is. Ha, Dwayne, I just found your 3D print source. Um, hang on. So we are about, hang on, how many rows? We're about six. Six rows down, storage warehouses. Where are we at? I'm sorry, I, I, I swirled. Uh, on the My Mini Factory. My Mini Factory. That was the storefront. Where you went early. Oh, the 3D files? Yeah. Okay. About three rows down, we have okay. full, full spectrum, Solon tanks, and then storage warehouses is what I want to look at. They're like broken up little resin, um, li- literal warehouse sheds. Oh, I see them. Oh, okay, there we go. Like, oh, seriously, uh, I could ma- if, I, if I could make these bigger, then that's Entropy City right there. And the detail, again, is phenomenal. I mean, these have been printed at a smaller scale, but that is insane. So on that same page, if you scroll up, Dark Oak Thorest. Oh, yep. I've got this open already. Yep. Like, come on. Really? Yeah. What was I saying earlier about there not being a lot of really good trees out there for 3D printing? I guess I'm taking that back. Here's the best part, because you see it in some of the pictures, right? So you get naked trees. So you could paint them, and you have naked trees for terrain. Or you could add some glue and stick them 
even some flock and then oh my god you have trees with leaves yeah and, and it's not just like you know plastic paint to look like leaves no it's like actual flock so it's got more of a, a tree look a tree feel yeah there's some insane i'm only scratching the surface here there's some insane stuff here there's an asian school ground that i'm not going to look at too closely um like there's just transmission towers like yeah. there's everything that you could ever want there's like, workbenches there's what workbenches uh whereabouts is that uh towards the bottom it's like a second full row from the bottom you got workbenches office desks storage shelves oh my god cooking you can get a kitchen i have found them there's free samples too so yeah I mean, a lot of this stuff is at a smaller scale but you could easily bump this up all you need to do is play around with it um basically did you find, did you find the cooking spot yes i did yeah that's so, how many people make a kitchen for terrain there's not a lot there, there really isn't a lot i i've never seen that before that is amazeballs tt combat have some in-house stuff i don't know about cooking stuff i'd have to look again but that's what i'm talking about like who makes a kitchen yeah not very many it's really really cool yeah anyway this, this is really that, good stuff here yeah yeah I, I can't i came across this a month or so ago and i decided to save it because i was like yeah no i'm coming back to this um good and find. yeah i'm really glad really that good I did. Find. uh so that's the lazy forger link will be in the show notes as always but we are going to talk about some hobby Dream, blue, prime, paint. George, what have you been up to gallivanting around the country? So if you notice, see how I don't have the back of my hobby furniture here? It's open yeah. now. It's because I took I took the L and the, the stuff and I, I put it over there. Yep. Because I'm toying with the idea of, you know, building that hobby bench. And in my mind, it's like, you know, after having it, all the stuff on my right side, thinking I want it on my right side, I don't. I, I do want it on my left. So I've moved everything over to the left. And I do like it over there better because, well, one, I am left-handed and it makes more sense. I thought my right hand would be free more often no it turns out it is still the left hand so i moved that over and i've been playing with that um, so your, te your teachers didn't cane your hand every time you picked your hand up then uh no no that was a more of a of a parents thing actually did they do that in the u.s they did in australia uh uh only in catholic schools which you know that's part of the reason why the founding of america is freedom of religion from the catholic church so uh. no um but i have been uh looking at uh designing and sourcing materials for my custom hobby bench, which I found a website that has phenomenally priced T-slot aluminum, which will make up the frame. Uh, nice. The first place I found was about 37 cents an inch. This site is 17 cents an inch. Nice. nice. So, so when you start looking at like, you know, it's 50%, the, the big thing is the connectors. So the, yeah. the, first that I, the first site I looked at, it was like, I was looking at, I think, $350 in a, a T-slot aluminum and then $500 in connectors to put it all together. Yeah, so that's not worth it, yeah. This side, I'm looking at like 170 bucks in T-slot aluminum and 200 bucks in connectors. Yeah, that's a little bit more reasonable. Mm -hmm. Which, when, you know, like, this is going to be custom-sized to fit my Hobby Zone stuff, which I've also redesigned that, and an airbrush and all that stuff, and have, you know, one, two, three shelves to have stuff sitting on top instead of this freaking-ass hutch. Um, yeah, hutch so four? I, well, what's the hutch supposed to be for? 
useful? Well, the the, the hutch, it, it's currently storage for an exhaust okay. fan and, you know, work in progress stuff. So yep. there's one shelf and then there's two shelves. I'm going to have a third shelf. I'm not going to have this door. It's mm. going to be more access. It's going to be deeper. You know, um, it'll have room to store a paint booth that actually sucks instead of just an exhaust fan. Yep. So I, I found a uh, an inside uh, air filter so like all the fans can suck and blow through that filter and exhaust out clean air. So um, that's what she said. Um, so yeah, I, I'm looking at that uh, as far as getting that going here. Uh, it's going to take me probably about four or five months to get all the parts and pieces ordered for that. Um, so mm. once I get that, uh, that's going to be a heck of a, uh, a video series. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of which, I should get around to actually finishing my table at some point. I did start all, all of the woods out there. I just, I, when I blew my knee, I put it on pause and I haven't gone back to it. So I should do that at some point. Socks, what have you been up to? Not a whole lot since we had a hurricane blow just off the coast of us. So you lazy bust. Come on. No, you got a little, little stop you from doing painting. Okay. We had power go out a little bit. I had to evacuate off the base with all of our equipment. So I was busy this week. So it's the little wind and he, he runs for the hills. We weren't running. Well, the base actually got some flooding. So if it would have gotten, more oh, okay. cold, our building would have flooded. So, but fair enough. You've all seen. I was going to say that duty station in Wyoming doesn't sound so bad now, does it? No. <laughs> Any chance he gets to, to mention that? Yeah, I know, right? So you've all seen this one. This is my big thundercloud. I have now made some smaller ones as well. Nice. For dystopian wars. That way our, our flyers can hide behind them and whatnot. They actually have rules for moving terrain for like icebergs and clouds and stuff like that. So with our league, which we'll talk about here in the upcoming events starting on Wednesday, trying to, me and my uh, other war host uh, buddy is trying to build up some terrain so for all of our tables. So can you, can you do one thing to make me and Bob Ross happy socks? What's that? Hide smiley face? faces on them. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a happy do, do. little cloud right here. Just a one. Just a one. Just do a little happy face on one of them. One cloud. Maybe underneath so it's not so obvious. Uh, and then the first person that finds it gets some silly little prize. Yeah. Like maybe they get to keep that cloud at the end of the tournament or something. That'd be funny. That would be funny. Well, we can't do yeah. that now because now they're going to look for it. You know. It's true. It's true. Another thing I've been doing is so this is my son's commonwealth going back to magnetizing. He's got all these little turrets and so I've magnetized them. Nice. So. Did, did he do it or did you do it? I did those. He just said that he did it. I'm going to teach him how to do it so that he can do them on the next time so yeah. i was gonna say that that's what you, you need to teach him how to do it so that he knows how to magnetize so that you can utilize child labor for magnetizing because he's got <laughs> smaller fingers to do it with i got you all right oh me. dear uh but so i've done all the small ones but he does have all of his larger turrets that he i could teach him on so nice what have you done to bruce other than i was gonna say bruce has got some big stuff to report on i bet i had a big massive public showing of my game so yeah, yeah. how'd that go i was a really good weekend actually so Getting out of bed at 8 o'clock in the morning sucked. Um, like, because the event started at 10. The the actual, um, like, you were allowed to start setting up at around 8. I wasn't getting there at 8 o'clock. It wasn't happening. Uh, I aimed to get there at 8.30. Uh, so I got up and I got ready and I left the house and I rode all the way to Ringwood and then I realized, oh, I've left something at home and I had to ride all the way back again. Uh, and then I rode all the way back for a second time. So that was a great start to my day. Um, so I got there at around 9 o'clock in the end. I would have been actually earlier than planned, but yeah, I, I, I messed up and I left one of my bags at home. And it was the bag with the minis, so it was slightly important. Oh, kind of need that one. <laughs> well, I, I had the big one full of terrain on the back because 
because I had to spend 10 minutes strapping it down to the bike. And I was being so careful to make sure, because I'd strapped it down and I'm like, it's the first time ever using the new straps that I brought um, because I'm trying to solve that problem. Um, and I guess I got so focused on that that I forgot I had to go back in to grab my backpack. And I got there and I suddenly, re- I-, I got, I think I was like five minutes from the venue or something at that point. And it's a 30 minute trip. I was like, hang on. I'm missing something. I don't have my backpack on. <laughs> And I had no choice at that stage because I can't do anything without it. So I had to go all the way back and get it again. So uh, everything got set up in the end. Um, so one of the big comments from the day is everybody was kind of surprised that I'd brought all of it from home on a motorbike. That seemed to be the big shocking thing to everybody. Um, like my mate mentioned it to begin with, and I'm like, well, yeah, I kind of had to. Um, and I didn't ever like. And then there was three or four people that kind of commented on that when he mentioned it. So, okay, well, I'm just going to start commenting on that too now because apparently this is impressive. So I, I just took the ball and ran with it pretty much. Uh, mean, the day actually, yep. Uh, in this day and age of like, there's lots of people that have, you know, cars and I'm sure you yeah. have some friends that you could be like, hey, pizza and a beer if you transport my stuff for me, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, but or I can just do it myself. I, I know, but. Yeah. I'd, I'd been very, when I was trying to put everything together, I tried to organize it in a way that I could pack it all into one of the um, Battle Foam 720 bags. It's a bag that's like, hang on, this way. It's like this. It's not tiny, but it's not huge either. Um, also, so I, I strapped it down and I got it there and I, I set everything up fairly well. I, feel. I, I, I have to ask here real quick after you doing that. Did you get your camera figured out so it stopped freaking out? and like? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I have. I've turned off the automatic focus thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because uh, as fun as that was for the first 20 minutes of making it do that on purpose, it started to annoy me. So uh, I've I oh, turned yes. off the automatic focus and I've got it at a certain thing. I, I've basically zoomed in as far as I can before it starts like messing up. Pixelating. Pretty much. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah. So like the day started off with somebody, a, a guy came up uh, asking about the game specifically uh, because he'd saw, because the NWA had done a write-up on everybody that was hosting, or every game, basically, and you like you, you wrote a little blurb. And mine was kind of very generic because I didn't really think can, about it when I did it. Can you spell out that acronym? Because in America, NWA has an entirely different meaning. Oh, that's a good point. None of Wadding Wargaming Association. I'm trying to think what it is. Oh, NWA is um, Ice a Cube. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, so that's an entirely different. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Socks doesn't know about them. He doesn't listen to that kind of music. Socks doesn't listen to music. He bangs rocks. No, he doesn't. He's in the Air Force. I bang rocks. (laughs) (laughs) He admits it, folks. Anyways. Of all people, if if this was a band, George would be playing the drums because it's the only thing he's smart enough to do. Anyway, um, so my day actually started with a guy that had seen my write up and had gone hunting for Entropy City because he'd never heard of it for obvious reasons like it doesn't exist um and it come across the somewhat ramble fest of a video that i put out like a month and a half ago which was like my 12 month update which basically was a ramble of me talking about like what's happened in the game up until this point what's what have i actually done in the last 12 months um and he basically headhunted me because he wanted to have a game of it and try to figure out like what it is because obviously there's no footage of how the game plays or anything at this stage so that was a massive highlight right off the bat um i had a friend that had come by as well because they had been wanting to have a go of it for a while i knew they were coming so that wasn't a surprise did you record any of it so there's footage of it being played now bruce no but i will do that at some point the, the reason i haven't done that at this point is that until i get to a point where the game's close 
closer to being finished. Sure, sure, if yeah. I put out videos, it may actually be misleading at a later stage. No, that, that so, makes sense too. So, um, I've kind of like I've done a couple of videos for like Patreon of like really quick things at some point. Um, which is a there's a battle report that I wrote up for my project blog at some point. Um, so there is like some quick videos on there, but it's not really how to play. It's more this is what happened here and this is what happened there. Um, so like overall, like the event went really well. But early thoughts for me is that I was sitting right next to the 40k table, so instantly I'm intimidated because I'm right next to what should be the most popular table of the day. So well, nobody's going to look at me now. Uh, but if anything, and, I actually and they put you in the corner. They did put me in the corner. Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but shock of the day for me is that I was probably more popular than the 40k table was. Nice, that's good. That I think is, the that is I awesome. think the main reason for that is that like because 40k is so easy to come across i guess like they did have people that was there but they were kind of like they were just sitting and playing games themselves most of the day which is fine i mean they they weren't upset by it um but i think because it's a community event and everybody's coming to discover new things and everybody already knew what warhammer was i'm guessing or were already players of warhammer so they didn't really feel the need to um like the ninth edition table usually had people around it like there was everything there um socks we looked at enemy spotted studios or was it you and I that looked at Enemy Spotted Studios, George? The Modern Warfare one. Must have been Man Socks. Then. I was going to say, that actually rings a bell. I just... It doesn't ring a bell to me. It must, okay, it was me and George then. So somebody was actually hosting a table of that at the event um like there was a lot of like, there was no tables that were basically ignored all day and there was a decent amount of people there i mean i'm not talking gen con amount of people but like this was at a, com- at a community a community hall type event where there was somewhere between 16 and 20 tables and they pretty much all had people looking at them at, at one point or another um there was one table that kind of made me a little bit uncomfortable because of all of the things they decided to run they decided that they were going to run custer's last stand <laughs> which is not entirely appropriate. Um, the way well, that they had the signage and all done. Oh, okay. Like, I, was, every, I was gonna say, I, it's just historical wargaming, but if they've got some questionable signage, like, I could definitely... Well, they were just outright calling the Native Americans Indians. And don't get me wrong, I realise from a historical perspective there's an argument to be made where, okay, well, that's what they... But that's not what they were calling themselves at the time. Um, well, and it doesn't take much to find out who was involved. Well, um, I, I, I'm gonna throw this out there right there because i do have a couple of buddies who are who are native and that term actually doesn't cause as much issues as you might think it does it's the people who think it causes an issue are the ones that have an issue with it interesting Um, okay that's that's actually really helpful because yeah actually so socks can attest to this because this was in the media uh not hugely in the media but there is a a indigenous uh group who started a petition requesting the new owner of the washington commanders uh football team in the dc area change the name back to the Washington Redskins, which everyone's like, "Oh, that's offensive! It's horrible!" And this to be fair, like, there was there was native like people it. on the change. That, that there was native people on that change as well. Yeah. Um. Well, it's th- there's my, two sides to that argument yeah. on, within my, my the community. Ar- my argument is, is you know, you're right for for addressing that, but on the other hand, too, though, a lot of those folks, a lot of them are like, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. But like, so, there was a couple of people that had brought it up with me, like on the sly, like no 
nobody was like, and I actually, on the sly, I actually asked if anybody had complained about it and nobody had. So that is a good thing. Um, my main concern is, was, oh gee, I hope people aren't going to be upset about that and then think that I'm involved. So, and, and that was basically just a non-issue. Uh, right. But even like, even when it brought up with me, because so, like there's like racial slurs there, but they're not bad. They're just kind of questionable. Uh, which I would agree with, um, especially with what you've just said. Uh, and my thought at the time was like, well, at least it's not red skin, because that would be worse, obviously. Well, and, um, and like I said, this group is, uh, that is derogatory. named back to red skin. Redskins. What did they change the name to? Commanders. Okay. And then, and then just as another little caveat, in North Dakota, I don't know if it's still like this, but for a while, there's a university up there. They had a really great hockey program, and the, the school mascot name was the fighting Sioux, and the Sioux tribes were like no keep using your name because your team is awesome and you kick butt that's what mm. we were about and you're doing that keep doing it so it's for me i feel and, and i do i'm not that indigenous population but i do come from an indigenous background well i have an, an indigenous history um not that i don't i didn't live in anyway um i, I personally i feel it's not so much the use of terms it's why those terms are being being used that can be problematic uh redskins was never something that was used from a positive point of view it was just something that was done because it was a pop culture thing sure, yeah uh, no, and I, that, that that's where the problem from it come from um and, I, I, and, i'm not familiar with the other ones so yeah and like you know i'm i'm not you know i'm gonna say like oh people are just you know like some people are some people aren't i i think it's just mm. so, sometimes it's intent it's, made, it's, it's intent that's the important thing well yeah and i think sometimes it's just made to be too much of an issue than it actually is because uh another one that you know i i haven't heard too much a uh, guffaw about it and it's in uh Sox's area you know it's the uh, the florida seminoles there's i have not heard it's a college uh, uh college. And yeah and i haven't heard any uproar about you know getting that changed nope mm. so i think the problem with the the, the the washington redskins was that it literally was a national very big deal and somebody making a lot of money off your own off your heritage not you specifically but i, yeah, I think yeah. largely yeah. where the problem i used to have a chicago red uh blackhawks hat when i was a kid i had no idea what the blackhawks were and here's the other thing like, there was no real big issue that was made over this table i just mentioned yeah. it because it was something that was concerning at the day and thankfully there was no drama i was concerned there would be uh it th there wasn't any yeah um but I, I, it's an odd digress i mean it's not like the dude in spain who's wearing the the obvious paraphernalia so, but but yeah, I just I, I just the thing I find really it. weird is that, uh, it's not objects. I mean, the guy came over and talked to me at one stage, and he seems nice enough. Um, but I just. It of all of the things that you want to do in Australia as well, why are you looking at that one? I mean, I definitely, well, I don't want him doing one of the Australian background ones. I will have a problem if he does that uh, because I'm sorry, enough people were slaughtered. Thank you very much. Like, th there's enough problems in the community without doing that. Um, also, I, it just I, seems like it was a really random... Yeah. Like, at that point, why are you not just doing a Cowboys and Indians table? Because at that point, you may as well be. Well, it, it, as the saying goes, you know, 
the winners write history. Um, that's yes. that's one of the times where they came away with a big win. So mm. you know they're like they may not like we kicked y'all's butt. We don't care. Like you know we were you know underarmed and all this other stuff. You know it's just like you know. But anyway, so um, I, I'm I'm I am actually like truly and genuinely like happy for how things went for you. But it's like yeah. I, we had a, a little quick brief conversation like after it uh, it happened, and I was just yeah. when you told me what happened, I was just like wow that is that's really I mean as you said it's not huge but you said what how many it people? was a start oh there was how like many? 16 to there was 16 to 20 t- I have an exact number somewhere but it was 16 to 20 uh, I don't know how many people came through the door but it felt like a significant amount but for um, you to like have a table demoing a game that like you know is still in its development and for you to like always have people at your table that's huge dude so I can the last hour the last hour was quiet and at that point it was because it was sh- done but everybody had kind of moved on at that point i had one person that was going to come like there was a quiet moment where i was like can i just step away for a sec because there was a store i wanted to check out um because a i wanted to talk to the owner because i know him uh, and b i wanted to buy something um and at that point somebody had come to the table it was going to come back but they didn't which is fine because that happens anyway but i always had people at the people playing and if i didn't i had people at the table asking about the game and the world um like there were people that were like halfway through games and were asking questions and I'd answer and um, it kind of it, it took me a little while to find the groove because it's different when you're playing with somebody that doesn't know mm-hmm. um, we started off with like playing like what would it be close to a full size game and I, I shrunk it down to just three bucks a piece at that point because it was taking too long not that uh, he wanted to like play a proper game so I played a sure. proper game with him um, and then like towards the end of the day I was like I'm just going to set up the mini so it's like halfway through a game and then we'll, we'll and that, that was where things started slowing down so but no it i i had i walked away from that with a really really positive experience uh despite the fact that like i said there was concerns early on that i I was worried that there was going to be drama and there was none like again there was no problem i'm only mentioning it because i found it interesting um and it was something i kind of felt was important to raise um it, it yeah it went really well so very happy i'll definitely be doing more of them um like there's been a few people that's been like hey are you looking for play testers like well i'm always open for play testers um i'm not doing a lot of other stuff in hobby at the moment because quite frankly i don't really i mean if i want this to be a thing i don't have time right Um, that makes sense i do have a game of malifaux coming up in the next couple of weeks we need to sit down and do a date for that i was supposed to be playing bushido friday night and that kind of didn't happen because it was magic release night so originally we were going to play at a different store because they have more space because i didn't want a sardine and i was just like no i'm not going to that store i don't want to be packed in like i don't like playing a war game on miniature on magic release night because it's just a night Man. So I, I'm I'm gonna say this like you know and this is you know I played a lot of Magic and I was huge into Magic and oh it's not an anti Magic thing uh, I get, although I, get I am pre releases but... I get the hype and everything but yeah whenever there's a set for Magic coming out and there's a pre release like I will actively avoid and let them have their space to do their thing and I will just do something somewhere else yeah and, and just. So- it was still going to be happening at the other store that we were talking about going to, um, but it's a like it's at least twice the size, so it's less of an issue. You're not sitting, you're not standing in the middle of a headache, uh, which is how I usually end up feeling on release night. Otherwise.
otherwise. Um, but the other guy wasn't really as keen to travel to the other store. Um, so I was like, well, we'll have to do it. And he was like, well, I-, I would rather do it at the original store or we can reschedule. And I was like, yep, okay, then that's fine. Um, so I was disappointed, a little bit pissed. Um, I didn't kind of say that, but yeah. because I always, I-, I travel an hour to get to this particular store every, well, every time I'm there. It's like, well, the one time we're going somewhere else, it's a problem. Sure. But anyway, it, 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 it's a thing. Like, it, It's not actually that big of a deal at the end of the day. I will play, I don't know, this week or next week or some point. And it's not like I haven't cancelled in the past either because I've been feeling well or I had a bad day at work or something. So um, before we move on, oh, I yeah. am in the middle the of doing my table. So this is, I'm probably not going to make all of them as rough as this. So this is meant to be the road. Sorry, this is meant to be the road, George. And this sure. will end up being the cement. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I also have some that are like this which is needs to be i'm not going to make all of them as rough as this i'm going to kind of mix it up because otherwise it'll be like just it's going to look too dumb i I kind of i did this one and i was like i really like this but i think it's going to be too much if i do all of them like that and then of course i have full tiles which at the moment is just a tile with foam board stuck on top of it nice yeah uh what i can do i'm gonna regret this oh no i don't regret it at all so yeah it's um turning out nicely so far obviously i need to do painting and everything yet but um it's coming along uh this was something of a secret project initially i mentioned it to the patreons my gaming group have no idea that i'm doing this at this point i have not spoken about it publicly um but i wanted to build up like a modular like a proper table system at this stage i'm using like a a, a city ruins board and basically i'm putting the buildings and everything else is just road um where this will actually let me have a proper table that's in theory transportable i guess we'll see yeah nice. uh we are going to skip game talk uh that was the plan last night i I didn't even plan a game talk because there was a lot of news and i knew that i was going to take a while talking about my hobby as well so well we did have one but it can wait oh did we oh i didn't even say yeah it was it was was the thing that ben posted about and in our uh our uh getting table chat we have with uh ben and uh michelle oh yes well we can talk about that next time yeah we'll 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 definitely need to talk about that next time because I, i i think it is i think it's an important thing to talk about about as the the industry grows and expands but uh in the meantime though we're just gonna g- jump straight to uh upcoming events and we're starting with socks yep so this wednesday uh the 6th, 6th of september is the start of our official dystopian wars <coughs> escalation league excuse me uh at critical hit games in st pete uh florida st petersburg florida points fleets will be a thousand points uh and uh and then increasing by 250 points every couple of weeks up till we get to 2000 points so this is not only for those of us that are playing right now but anybody that wants to stop by come on in i've got an extra fleet my warhost buddy also has an extra fleet um i actually have a couple of extra fleets if i can borrow my boys stuff so if you're looking to get into the game stop on by we're usually there about five o'clock on wednesday don't let him borrow them use the fleets go play yourselves <laughs> yes we're trying to draw more players to come but if, if you don't have a fleet right now um so you can get yours a couple of players don't have theirs physically I mean, they've, they've ordered them. Uh, they just haven't gotten them yet. So, which happens, yeah. Yep. Um, we also have uh, the Tabletop Gaming Developments Australia has DevCon coming up. Not DefCon, DevCon, as in game development. Fifth uh, of October, it's happening 
it's a an Australian game developers conference. Basically, it's all about board games. Most of it's board games and card games. Obviously, uh, my contribution will be a miniature war game, but that's coming up on the fifth of October. PAX Australia starts the day after. It's from the sixth to the eighth. Um, Saturday is almost completely sold out at this point. Like dead serious. If you want to go on the Saturday, you need to buy your tickets now because there's not going to be anything left. They are like ninety to ninety five percent sold out at this point on the Saturday. Um, no warnings as yet about the Sunday or the Friday, but they will sell out. You're looking at a month before the event at this point. So, and then Northern King Con is coming up from the 24th to the 26th of November. Uh, that's in West Yorkshire, 55 pounds, which includes a hot lunch for Saturday and Sunday. Uh, as someone that has been to PAX many, many years, I can definitely tell you that you will spend more than that at other events, uh, because food is always stupidly overpriced at these things. Uh, Valhalla Hobby. I mentioned earlier that we were going to come back. So Valhalla Hobby is a gaming store. They ValhallaHobby.com. They will ship anywhere in the US. Actually, I'm pretty sure they'll sell internationally, but you'd have to check with them about postage prices on that. Um, they have the they have a huge range. Like obviously, yes, they have your Warhammers, they have your Dungeons and Dragons, uh, they have your regular card games, but they have a real passion for the niche side of this industry as well. You can find Bushido, you can find Table uh, TT Combat, you can find War Cradle, you can find Moonstone. They have Black Sight Studio stuff on the way. Like if there is a game that you're interested in, they either will have it or can get it. Um, this is not a matter of having to convince a store that they can order something in like these guys regularly bring in the the niche stuff as well if you look at the website there's a huge list of what they stock um plus their prices are very good uh we we ordered the stuff for socks as a gift recently uh and a it was already the cheapest place that we could get it from um and on top of it like they're doing a five percent discount for our our listeners as well so like they sponsor us it's the only reason that we can afford to have gettingtabled.com uh if you use getting tabled at the checkout then you'll get five percent off your order sorry sorry yeah gt yeah i'm confusing it with the toy rail one uh for somebody else um gt2305 if you use that at checkout it's five percent off we make nothing from that it's just it, it shows them that they are getting stuff from us five percent um, off any order over a hundred dollars yes um otherwise if you enjoy what we do obviously share it around let people know uh if you would like to support us consider supporting us on patreon.com slash getting tabled two dollars a month gets you early access to pretty much everything that we do um all of the video content goes out afterwards it all goes to patreon first you can find us at gettingtabled.com if there's any stories that we've spoken about that is where you will find the links for them facebook.com slash getting tabled for social media we do have a discord and a twitter or an x i suppose uh but it's facebook that you gets used primarily um youtube.com slash getting tabled please subscribe um we have videos coming out every week there's at least one video a week uh i've kind of deliberately kind of paced that back a little bit to try and make it be more regular and not so much random as to when it goes up and when it doesn't um so you have a video coming out every wednesday and every third well there's the video podcast comes out on a thursday uh, and otherwise regular video releases are on on a wednesday uh email us getting tabled at gmail.com and 
and Twitch. I am returning to Twitch. I am going to be live tomorrow night. I am doing a live playthrough of Cyberpunk. I have started a new character. So that's the content that you have coming. And it's going to be Monday night. I'm going to start with once or twice a week at this stage and just see how it goes. Uh, last thing, uh, I've mentioned a few times we have a friend of the podcast, uh, Toy Reel. Um, I have actually joined in and started doing a few videos for that for those guys. It's not connected to getting tabled directly. Um, it's just like if you're into toys as well, uh, they talk about like the history of a line, and it's not all just this is the latest thing. Um, they talk about like the stuff they're actually passionate for and stuff. Uh, I put out a video last week of a new Beast Box line that I got into which is little, literally, two-inch cubes that transform into animals. They're really cool. So check that out if you're into toys. Obviously don't if you're not into toys. Otherwise, thank you, Socks. Indeed. Uh, I could thank George. I, I don't know how far I will. I don't know if George deserves it. Makes me sad. Good. <laughs> thank you, George. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table, music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org They never thank me. Play more games. <laughs> thank you, Bruce. I already stopped it. <laughs>